welcome to Cannabis Business Minds Podcast with your host, Simone Simaluka-Radson. Join me where I'll take you inside the ins and outs of this brand new and exciting business called cannabis. Connect with me on Calagia.com and follow us on social media as well. And here's today's show. Hello, Cannabis Business Minds. This is Simone, and on today's podcast, we talk about why knowledge is power. We talk with the CEO of Greenflower. Greenflower is the largest platform for digital content in the cannabis industry. So if you are looking to grow cannabis and get some free training, or if you're looking to build a business, you can get some free training as well on Greenflower. Uh, Max and I get to talk about not only what he's been working on with his company, but we also talk a lot about meditation and cannabis. We talk a lot about the the studies that have actually been done in cannabis. Guys, more than 27,000 studies have been done by the U.S. government, not by the U.S. government, but, you know, logged with the U.S. government literature, 27,000 studies. We talk a little bit about this and we talk about what it is to be an entrepreneur. So guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Cannabis Business Minds. You know, again, thank you for joining the show. I know that you are a very busy entrepreneur with, you know, it seems like you're making a lot of moves in 2018. So I'm really happy to to get you on the show, Max, and to really understand kind of your your entrepreneurial journey and how you got into the cannabis space and what you're what you're going to accomplish with Greenflower um, today. So thank you again for joining the show. Absolutely. Good to be with you today. Thank you. So, you know, for all of those listeners that really aren't familiar with um, you or Green Flower, um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today uh, and a little bit about you, Max, and your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So, Green Flower is the world's largest video platform for trusted cannabis knowledge. And we got there because first and foremost, I've been a medical cannabis patient for two decades. I'm a daily consumer and I use it to balance my ADHD, which has been a real issue in my life. And yet, like probably most longtime cannabis users, um, <clears throat> I carried a lot of guilt and shame and remorse for it for most of my life and have gotten into quite a bit of trouble and angst with teachers, parents, you know pretty much everybody that found out around it as well. And it was only a few years ago when I uh, started looking into the cannabis industry. And in, uh, in my pursuit of trying to understand what was happening here, I started really doing my own research about cannabis and quite frankly was shocked, appalled, and absolutely dismayed to discover that the science, the safety, the efficacy of this plant had been hidden from me and the rest of the world for decades and decades. And I had this simultaneous experience of feeling a wave of relief because this medicine and this plant that has been helping me personally for a long time, all of a sudden, all that guilt and shame and kind of stoner stigma that comes along with it just went away. And at the same time, I realized that it was uh, incredibly important for me to take my background in digital content and digital media and my understanding of how to make topics that are seemingly taboo 
into mainstream and apply that into the cannabis space. Because actually before this venture, um, I built Deepak Chopra's business, who's a famous self-help author. And we kind of famously mainstreamed meditation way before it was cool or understood or something that people thought was, you know, something of value to society. And so I have this background in taking topics that are misunderstood and, you know, seemingly not backed by a lot of science and something that people perceive as only those on the fringe do and actually translating them into something that the rest of the world can understand and appreciate and get value from and to build great businesses around. So that's how we started Green Flower to uh, basically become the world's leading platform for trusted cannabis knowledge. And my uh, motto has always been two things. It's people and knowledge, people and knowledge. And if you share great people, credible people, trustworthy people, scientific people, intelligent people, and those people then broadcast knowledge mm -hmm. consistently at larger and larger levels of scale and larger and larger mediums, that's how stigma changes and that's how people get educated and that's ultimately how you take something from being misunderstood to being something that's embraced by the world. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's very interesting because, you know, last year there was that Gallup poll where I believe, you know, now obviously cannabis is this bipartisan issue. I want to say it was like 64% of Americans like support cannabis legalization. But, you know, I was, I was checking out your LinkedIn profile before the interview and I was really, I really liked that one post that you did that kind of just puts it all on the all in one page of like, hey, if you actually research, you know, marijuana or cannabis in, I forget what, um, what, journal, what, what journal is it? It's PubMed. In PubMed, there's what, 27,000 articles related to cannabis, right? It, it's more, it's got more peer-reviewed research about it than mm -hmm. Tylenol, Vicodin, aspirin, and cough syrup combined. Ugh. I mean, that's, I mean, to me, that's probably the biggest hurdle that we have to, so the question is, okay, why is there so much research yet so much prohibition? And I guess I, I, I ask you that question. I mean, it seems like that's probably one of your main, you know, topics and um, agenda items with Green Flower, but how, how do you begin to even tackle that? Uh, touching to the, that whatever, that what is that, 46% uh, of Americans that really don't support that at all. Like, what, what is that type of strategy to demystify cannabis? I mean, the big hurdle that cannabis faces is that for many decades, it wasn't just misunderstood or it wasn't just unknown it was actually demonized by people that we respect. And human beings are actually relatively easy to influence. So when we have presidents or health officials or law enforcement or even just mainstream media um, continuously telling you that this is something that's bad for you or that's harming society or that's going to harm your brain or any of the things that pretty much everybody grew up with for the last 30 or 40 years, um, it's understandable, actually, why so much of the world has been influenced into thinking that this is something bad for you. But ultimately, the way that any belief system is created, whether it's around healthy eating or it's around sexuality or it's around politics, is through people and knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> people and knowledge. It's the 
higher level people, the more credible people, the more influential people sharing their knowledge. And that knowledge can be personal experiences, that knowledge can be science, that knowledge can be stories, that knowledge can be how-to information that makes sense in people. Little by little, then when people see those people and they hear that knowledge, the perception shifts. And mm. the great thing about cannabis that I always talk about is you can resist cannabis till you're blue in the face until someone in your life gets sick and that's actually the solution. And that's the amazing part about cannabis is that um, these days, because of the way that it works in the body and the science, it's got such a wide range of therapeutic value that it can touch so many different people. So it only takes somebody getting severe pain, not sleeping, getting cancer, getting epilepsy, or starting to just find it because they're in a severe depression or an anxiety phase and somebody opening up to have some direct experience, even if it's in your inner circles. And then when that happens, it gets in your heart and you start to see, oh, this person that I love and care about is not getting destroyed by this. They're getting helped by it. And that's what changes the stigma when even when people are adamantly opposed to it. And so I just always tell people when everybody's against it, just just be patient and keep <laughs> broadcasting knowledge and representing as a person the positive side of this. It, I have no doubt it'll shift because I watched it happen with meditation, which was exponentially more difficult to um, teach people than to take a few drops of a cannabis tincture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. So I have this neighbor who's this crazy yogi and she's like, meditation's so, ma she's like 90. Meditation is not, you know, it's so mainstream. It's not what it used to be. But, you know, I think that's a very impressive, um, you know, success that you've been able to achieve in the meditation realm to get something that nobody ever wanted to talk about. And that was almost, I don't know if it was taboo or it just wasn't discussed now that it's so mainstream that, you know, obviously I live in Santa Monica. So most people like to talk about meditation, but that it's a common word and people understand what it means and people can actually uh, implement it into their life. I mean, so I was at Chopra in the early 2000s, which mm -hmm. feels like an eternity ago now. And <laughs> Um, it, it was very demonized. I can tell you that we got um, death threats from Christian groups. We were told that we couldn't exhibit at trade shows because they felt like it was infringing upon religious belief systems. We were um, pretty aggressively told that this was something that was going to hurt either religious freedoms or that it was going to sway people out of you know, some kind of religious belief system. And so I was firsthand uh, in the place of experiencing people's misconceptions. And I watched knowledge and people, knowledge and people, knowledge and people, as those same people started to open up, they started to get more curious, they started to hear the stories. And so it, to me, this isn't a question mark, it's an inevitability, it's just a matter of time. And the difference is that, I mean, I've probably personally taught 10,000 people to meditate myself, and the thing about teaching meditation is that you, I would tell people it takes 21 days of daily practice till where you really start to see some true benefits. And that's a pretty crazy commitment that somebody has to make. They have to be in enough pain yeah. or, or want to change badly enough that they're going to say, you know, for 20 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day, 
I'm going to sit for 21 days and kind of suffer through my own crazy mind until I get some benefit. And like I said, with cannabis, almost instantaneously or within a few experiences, people can get the benefit, can get the yes. benefits and see the results. And all of a sudden they've switched. So it's yeah. a very different, um, a different ability to transition people from being disbelievers to believers. Yes, no, absolutely. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about green flower, right? So it was green flower media. It's been around for, I mean, you've, you've made headlines. You've obviously, you know, you're the largest um, video source of on, on demand learning. And I think it's very cool that you decided to make everything free. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that, why that is when, you know, I feel like in the cannabis space, everybody's charging a markup, everybody's charging a premium um, for certain content. I think so. Content businesses are a tricky animal to figure out. Mm -hmm. And the majority of content businesses are either premium models where people pay for it because content is really expensive to create. People don't realize that you know, we have a 27 person team that does filming and does editing and produces the content and does the digital and builds the technology. And so, you know, you have to pay for that somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we had it as a premium model because uh, quite frankly, there were not companies or brands that we were willing to be associated with as a trusted source. But the industry has evolved and changed a lot. And it's, always been our strongest desire and our mission to educate the world about the value of cannabis. And that is best done when the content is free, right? When you can really reach the most amount of people. And so the cannabis industry has evolved enough that we can now start accepting advertising dollars or working with companies in a sponsored manner Mm -hmm. as a revenue stream, which allows us to pay for the content which allows us to put it out there for free. And so it's just a, a, an evolution of the business landscape that allowed us to go into, one, what we really wanted to do all along. We always wanted it to be free. Um, and two, to work with the companies and brands that want the trusted exposure that comes from being a part of this green flower universe, which is now reaching millions and millions of people. Wow. Talk to us about your reach. Like, I mean, this is obviously an international plant. Uh, It's uh, an international business and an international kind of movement I see. I mean, obviously, Canada legalizing this and kind of starting the adult use uh, in September, it's like one of the first G7. So who's listening and, and kind of where are your tentacles spread with Green Flower? Yeah, it's been really exciting since we've made the platform free to watch the numbers really skyrocket. I mean, I just, I just literally posted something that, that people watched, um, I don't get the exact number, it was 91,000 minutes of content on Green Flower this week. Wow. So a lot of education that people are digesting um, on the Green Flower platform. We are reaching millions of people around the world. Um, still, the bulk of our of our audience is in the US, but about 20% or so is international and you know, 10% of that comes from Canada. So mm-hmm. it's exciting to see though, like, you know, 
Africa starting to come online and getting some people watching in Africa and Australia has been a popular source of, of, of audience for us. And then you get all the way down into some of these like really nuanced parts, like different parts of the UK or Ireland. And it's definitely, you can see it's a global conversation happening. And again, I just go back to the effectiveness of it. Mm. You know, to me, cannabis is a wellness tool. Even if it's recreational, if you really get down to thinking about it, I think that it's a way of enjoying life more with, uh, with less kinds of toxic side effects that come from the other things that help people enjoy life more, like alcohol or smoking or whatever else it is. And so because cannabis is so effective for not just ailments and conditions, but for just quality of life, I think we'll continue to see this as a really powerful global expansion and it's definitely not going to slow down. No, no, it's only, I feel like it's only going to speed up to tell you the truth. I mean, especially with a G7 nation legalizing it that just, it, it, it sets a different tone. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah. And then I'm curious, I mean, cause your, your content's anything from, I mean, you also do summits, but you know, you've got this cannabis one-on-one, you've got a business section of that, like even of this week, 91,000, you know, hours of, of content that's being consumed and watched. Like what are people most interested in right now? Like what are they interested in? So the funny thing about answering that question is that it depends entirely on who the audience is. Mm -hmm. And I've never in my life seen as diverse of an audience as you do in cannabis. Meaning um, (laughs) you'll see uh, uh, the data around a 85 year old grandma watching the same piece of content as an 18 year old kid. Wow. (laughs) And so the, the breakdown comes into what's their motivation and, Mm -hmm. People's motivation is usually first and foremost on our platform as a health and wellness tool. People are really sick, right? I mean, if you look at the world, there's a lot of sickness in the world and cannabis is an incredibly hot buzzword right now around treating ailments and conditions. And that includes CBD and the extreme desire of CBD, which is one of the most popular pieces of content on green flower. But then you can start to migrate over and there's people that are brand new to cannabis and they're just looking to understand like, how does this whole thing work? Mm-hmm. Right? What I've heard these crazy horror stories about edibles, but then I also hear people talking about them being so great. So what's true and concentrates, what's that and a vape pen. And so we have a lot of one-on-one content that's very, very popular on the platform. But then what happens is you start to slide down the scale And as you slide down the scale, people get more serious about it. So what does serious mean? Well, we have tens of thousands of cannabis growers that are home growers on green flower, using green flower to learn techniques for indoor, outdoor, and greenhouse cultivation, which is a really important part of green flower in our minds because when it gets down to it, growing this plant is is a really, really great way of developing a better relationship with it, of allowing to introduce it to your family of cooking with it of making your own tinctures and also just developing a hobby that's so fun and enjoyable to like work with the cannabis plant so we've spent a lot of money building a very real hundreds of hours of grow training from the world's top experts then you keep going down the path and people say well 
I want to get into the industry. How do I do that? So then you have training for scientists or you have training for lawyers or you have training for doctors or you have training for entrepreneurs looking to enter the space and they need some handholding there. And then you keep going down the path and you say, well, then there's people that are already inside the industry mm -hmm. and they're looking for help in navigating, right? That could be in HR and compliance. That mm -hmm. could be in licensing. That can be in fundraising. That could be in creating growth strategies to scale their businesses up. And we, as a content creator, I'll tell you that cannabis is the widest, most diverse set of topics that I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. And Green Flower has become a platform by which experts can speak to all of those issues with credible information. Yeah. Well, I always looked at it this way. It's like the cannabis industry encompasses every other industry, right? It takes, you know, it takes from the, the pharmaceuticals and the biopharmaceuticals, it's wealth or it's health and wellness. It's wealth for many people. And then from the business perspective, you know, as you mentioned, it's, it's almost every other industry, it's technology, uh, it's manufacturing, it's agriculture. And so from a content perspective, it's pretty cool that, you know, you can have a platform that, speaks to so many people and can take them through that, through that different life, that life cycle of whatever they're looking for. Max, do you grow? Like, I mean, have yeah. you ever tried to grow? Oh yeah. I've done a few seasons. I, I didn't do this year's crop just because I'm so gosh darn busy, yeah. but um, I should say that all of my neighbors and friends are growing and I'm kind of checking in on them and helping them with their process. And what an awesome experience it is to grow your own. I mean, awesome if you know how to do it well. Sucks if you don't know how to do it well. <laughs> My first crop was a disaster. But um, hence the reason I was like, wow, we really need to tackle the grow thing. Because if you don't know how to do this, you waste so much time and it's disappointing. But when yeah. you do it right, man, it's just, it's just amazing. And what a fun experience. And oh, yeah. now that it's legal in California, you can share it with people freely and you know just give it to them. And so it's just a really, really cool thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the fact that we can actually by the law now, like grow a cannabis plant. I think that teaches it's a lot of people like how you can actually grow something on your own. You know, we're so reliant on technology. We're so reliant on all these other, other things that sometimes it's pretty cool to, you know, even if you're in a city to be able to have a little house plant, that's a cannabis plant. And then take that if, if you can cultivate it correctly uh, into making your own edibles or something. I still haven't. I hopefully one day, but uh, I don't have so much of a green thumb. It's so fun though. You know, and like most things in life, um, getting started is often the hardest part. Always. And, and the truth is, you know, we usually don't get started up something because we're afraid. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times in this case with growing, we're afraid in some subconscious level because it still carries this crazy stigma, you know, like, Jesus, is this illegal? Even when it's not illegal, you kind of adapt to that. So I always encourage people, you know, give it a try because it, it's really fun. And boy, they, those plants, they grow so fast. I mean, when they say they grow like a weed, it's really true. I, it's one of the fastest growing plants I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? It's really fun to watch. I mean, if you think about it, it goes from this little teeny baby clone to full maturity and six feet tall in like three months, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a really cool process. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I, I have some seeds. I was at um, Canafest in Prague last year and speaking at this like Euro American summit. And I remember I got some from Spanibus. I got like the award winning seeds, like the CBD strain. I'm like, you know what? You might be my motivation. You should actually just you, try. You're right at the tail end if you want to do outdoor, or even if you want to like, you know, like one of the people at our office, um, first time growing. He literally put it in a pot and would move it indoor and outdoor every day. Just one little plant, indoor, outdoor. And you know what? He got about three ounces from that little process. And it was amazing, fragrant, beautiful cannabis. And I was so proud of him. And he was like glowing with pride. So, you know, use green flower. We'll, we'll go ahead and dive into the content. Yeah. And we'll, we'll show yeah. you how to do the whole thing. Yes. Oh my God. I actually, and I have a tool to do it. Well, I'm, I'm going to, um, well, so we only have a little bit of a time left before we get to the speed round, but I do want to ask you, so you are in California, you know, you've been in the space for a minute. What are your thoughts on the California market right now? I mean, we're mid 2018, you know, adult use, uh, you know, essentially kind of launched, you know, July 1st for us, we're recording this in June, July 1st for every cannabis operator is a pretty big deal. I, I really believe that's when enforcement's really going to start happening and everyone's got to get their shit together. Um, what do you feel about the industry? Um, watching it from a prop 215 to now this movement into their, into regulation. Like what are your thoughts on, on where we are today and where, where we'll probably be going? It's messy, it's unfortunate, and it's awesome. And all of those are totally true. It's messy because, you know, California is a really big place and with a lot of legacy cannabis operators and integration into illegal markets, just destined to be messy. I think there's been mistakes made on all ends and it's messy. It's unfortunate because it really has squashed the small cannabis um, entrepreneur across the board, you know, it doesn't really matter what area you go, whether it's cultivation or retail or distribution, it's just too damn expensive to, to play if you're a small business and people need to then learn to be fundraisers, which is the, one of the most challenging skill sets I've ever had to learn. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that most people have the chops to do that, quite frankly. And so I think that's really unfortunate because, you know, the California market has basically bred the legal cannabis industry worldwide. And as somebody who's interacted with hundreds of these legacy cannabis entrepreneurs, I think it's really unfortunate how the industry has evolved to make it unbelievably difficult for them from a, just a pure cost standpoint to participate. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome because now it's decriminalized. Now we're not sending people to jail. Now people are allowed to grow legally. And over time, this stuff will smooth out a little bit more and I'm first and foremost a servant to the plant. And I think that legalization, no matter how messy or unfortunate it is, is still actually good for the plant because it will allow more people to feel safe and comfortable enjoying it, getting access to it and utilizing it. And I think that's a really good thing. So, you know, it's all of those things. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I like that being a servant to the plant because this plant has been around for thousands of years and, uh, you know, been prohibited for a reason. And, uh, 
I think there's a lot of openings that have come to with the, you know, legalization of cannabis and hopefully, I mean, I really believe it can kind of change the world. So I'm, I'm right on board with you there. All right. Are you ready for the speed round? Sure. All right. So what is one piece of advice you would tell somebody getting into the cannabis industry today? Um, find out what part of the industry you really love and already have some skill set in and focus there. You know, I knew digital content and working with experts and I created something that just didn't exist in cannabis, but it's because I knew how to do that in this space. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that anybody could do is figure out what they already are great at figure out what they already love doing and just bring, figure out how to bring that into cannabis. Yep. Excellent. What's your why? Well, my why is very simple. I, I believe that this plant has immense life-changing potential and benefits. And I believe that cannabis is a vehicle to helping people live happier and healthier lives. So everything that green flower is about is about helping people to achieve success with the plant whether that's for personal reasons, whether that's for cultivation reasons, whether that's for entrepreneurial reasons, it's to live a happier, healthier quality of life. And that's what Green Flower's mission is about too, is, is bringing that to the world in a bigger way. Excellent. And then last but not least, where do you see yourself and Green Flower one year from today? Well, pretty soon we're launching Green Flower Academy. And that will be a fully accredited online school that will cover every role-based domain in the cannabis industry with the world's top experts guiding you through how to succeed in that area. And we'll have this really robust landscape of testing and validation and, and that when people get through any kind of green flower curriculum, they'll really be at the top of their game. And so I'm excited to watch Green Flower Academy kind of after years of development, go into the world and start to enroll students around the planet and train people to really be successful in this space. And so I think Greenflower Academy is something I'm really excited about. And I plan to scale Greenflower's main content from reaching millions of people to reaching, say by next year, tens of millions of people is probably the, the goal. So, you know, and then ultimately it'll be at hundreds of millions within the next three to four years. So uh, it's bigger and bigger reach and deeper and deeper level of training and, and credibility. All right. Oh, well, those are excellent answers. And, you know, I can't wait to see this, uh, the Academy and uh, hopefully enroll in some courses uh, as well. So again, everybody, we've been talking with uh, Max Simon, CEO of Green Flower. So if you haven't checked them out, definitely go to their website. Uh, Max, do you want to tell me what the website is real quick? green-flower green-flower.com all right max thank you again for joining cannabis business minds good to be with you today thank you and thank you all so much for listening to cannabis business minds i'm your podcast host simone samaluka radzins with calagia connect with me on calagia.com and we will talk to you next week thank you for listening to today's show this is your host, Simone Simaluka-Radzins of Calagia.com. I hope that you find this episode entertaining and insightful. My goal is to educate all of you about this exciting business because knowledge is power. 
If you haven't already, head on over to Calagia.com to connect with me and to meet other business leaders in the professional cannabis community. Also, if you like this, please go into iTunes and leave the Cannabis Business Minds podcast a five-star review. See you next episode.